podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and today I'm joined by Andy. You okay, mate? Yeah, doing really well. Thanks, Jay. How are you, pal? I'm all right, yeah. Full of cold, probably as you can hear. Yeah, um, I can hear that, mate. Yeah, I got caught in that rain on Saturday, so paying for it now. How, how have you been throughout the, throughout the weekend, your bank holiday weekend? Yeah, mate, I, I, I was working quite a bit. Obviously, the football didn't cheer me up too much on Saturday, but we've had some good news today with Beto coming in. So, yeah, um, yeah on the up curve now, I've got a few days off as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully having a successful end to this transfer window. Um, I'm sure we'll do, get a routine win against Doncaster because, you know, we never struggle against lower league opposition in early rounds of the Cup, Jay. And then mm. on to what's a huge, huge game for us on, on Saturday. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, well, I'll just start with the the Wolves game then. Obviously, we we beat by Wolves one nil. Um, we never done the reaction pod, so for anyone listening that wanted one, but sorry, as you can tell, I'm not well. Andy, I think you were in work, and um, Paul was in work as well. So it's it's hard. It's obviously hard to find the time and get it down. But Andy, I'll just get your reaction now, mate. You know. Have you tried to calm down or are you still sort of fuming a little bit? It wasn't that I was fuming when the full time was went on Saturday. I was just I was just absolutely gutted. It was a real sucker punch in many ways. I, I think in some ways we could kind of feel it coming when we hadn't scored by 70 minutes. But, you know, at the end of the day, their keepers had another absolute worldie. He won't have a game as good as that again this season. Um and then on top of that, obviously, we don't have any clinical finishes in that side at the moment. And, you know, it's something that we kind of, we all knew coming into the season that was going to be an issue for us. Um, we wanted to get things, you know, everyone was saying, let's get things done. So we'll have a striker in from the first game of the season because we can't afford to just write off these first three or four games before we get everybody in. Um, but essentially, that's... Uh, that's what's cost us certainly against Fulham and Wolves. Aston Villa was obviously was a shocker. We'll, we'll obviously we'll put that to one side for now, providing it doesn't happen again. But they did yeah. a lot of things right on Saturday. Um, you know, a Wolves side. Yeah, I know they got beat um, pretty heavily at Brighton last week, but they actually played quite well. They did they played really well against Man United, where they didn't get a result, um, and we made them look less than average, which they probably are, to be fair. But they they, they had, had a solid enough start to the season. Um, but you don't put the ball on the back of the net and you make the mistakes that we did for their goal, you're not going to win football matches. No, especially in the Premier League. In the Premier League, you get punished for not scoring goals. But um, it's now three games, three losses, zero goals. Now, it doesn't look good on paper, but I think I said to you in the group... Um, I'm not worried in a way of, oh, no, we're going to go down and this is it. And I can get that people's that is people's reaction, and of course, I can understand that from the way we've been in the last two years. But I said in the group that this isn't our best team. Like, there's literally players on the in, uh, on the injury list that go straight into the first eleven. So I think people have got to remember that. Yeah, in five or six t- weeks time, when 
they are back, we might be cut adrift by them, but we might not be either. Um, and also as well, I don't think we haven't been getting battered. I know we got listen. Aston Villa was an exception, but look what they've gone on to do. You know, yeah. You look at it the other way, and people go, "Well, they got beat by Newcastle." You just go, "Well, did they have a sort of Everton day at Newcastle?" If you like, uh, but they've gone on to do good things, and I think they, you know, they beat Sabini five nil. Then they'd be uh, Burnley, Burnley away, which not many teams will do this season. But I just think people, I got every right to panic, but I just think you've got to look at sort of the big pitch and go, yeah, we've got a striker, and we're getting players coming in and players coming back that'll make us a hell of a lot stronger than we are now. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom around us at the moment. Of course, there is, you know, we've had back-to-back relegation scraps. We've got a board and a chairman we don't want. We've got potential new investment coming in and then it falling away. Um, But there are things for us to be positive for. Like Calvert-Lewin, I know he's injured again, but his injury isn't related to his body breaking down. It's because he's been forearm smashed in the face. So I would expect if he's not back... If he, even if he's, if he's not back for the weekend, I, I wouldn't expect it to be out too much longer after the international break. Like you say, Beto's come in. We've got Jack Harrison to come in. Dwight McNeil to come back. He was our best player the second half of last season. Um, yeah. I think we saw glimpses of what Dan Juma can do on Saturday. You know, get him fully fit and as well playing in a more natural position, which for him is a, a 10 or coming in off one of the wide attacking areas rather than the main focal point. Um, Branthwaite looked really good. The only mistake he actually made was losing Jao Felix for the goal that he scored, um, which was uh, eventually ruled out offside when he he, he, he kind of he, he got around the back of Branthwaite. And I thought at that point, when I, before I realised the goal was offside, I was just like, that's just typical Everton. Like, he, looked, he looked different class out there, Branthwaite. So calm, composed, yeah. comfortable on the ball. His defending was brilliant. And I thought the one little time he switched off during the game, he'd been punished. But it turned out that wasn't the case. He was a real shining light from, from Saturday. But he's, again, he's had a niggle. He's not had a long pre-season. So you'd like to think he's going to get better and stronger as, as we move on. So, yeah, if we can add a couple of more... Uh, on top of Beto and quality as well. Um, I think, you know, whilst looking at where we are now, yeah, it's a bit scary. But at this point in the season, if you can put a run together of three wins in a row or two runs and a draw, you're just going to fly at that table. So we've just got just to, gotta, you know, stay positive and hopefully hopefully that run of form will come for us, Jay. Yeah, can you put your finger on any of that though? Three games, three losses, zero goals. It does look bad. And listen, you know, the stats there for a reason. It's it's our worst start to a Premier League season ever. Is it just, is it bad luck? Is it down to management? Is it putting, you know, square pegs in round old? Garner playing on the right and who's not a right midfielder or a, a right winger who, for me, leaves Patterson exposed because he's not there. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, really, because Decore spent quite a bit of time out on the yeah. right-hand side in the first half against Wolves. And funnily enough, it was actually Patterson's Patterson had a good first half, unfortunately. Second half, we seemed to switch it round. We moved Decore in central and a bit more advanced, Garner back out to the right. And then the issue of Patterson getting exposed was there again. Um, so I'm not too, like Decore seemed to be making a really good job of, you know, defensively he was holding his position out there and then kind of being allowed to do what he wanted. And he brought a lot of Decore was fantastic on Saturday. He was certainly one man who didn't deserve to be on the losing side. He, 
he ran his blood to water. He gave, or oh, is that the right saying? Yeah, and uh, yeah. But in terms of putting your finger on it, it's it's a culmination of all those things. But the root of it is just horrendous management from the top down. Yeah. That's essentially rotted the club over the last six seven years to the point now. But this is this is where we're at, and you know it's it's always the same in football when you are down. Every little thing goes against you, and whether that be goals not going in, marginal offsides, dodgy VAR calls, goalkeepers pulling out saves that they'll never do again, it happens to you when you when you're down there. Yeah. It just seemed like the club couldn't done everything but score, didn't he? On Saturday he did score, but it got ruled out. That side yeah. made a save where we were so I was sort of behind it in the crowd, and I, it was in for me, and then. Seen his hand come from nowhere and tip it over the bar, and again he got man of the match. I think the best two performances in the Premier League this season have come from Leno and Sarr. Yeah, and that is, like, uh, in stats as well, apparently. Yeah, there's a website called Sofa Score, and they they have obviously they have their parameters in which match players' overall performance and the two best of the season uh, nine point seven out of ten. For Sar, and the second is nine point five out of ten, and that was Leno both against us. So I'm not making excuses for for certainly for the mismanagement of Everton off the football field, and not even making excuses for from on the pitch. But there are there are things within those two defeats to Fulham and Wolves where there are positives there if you want to if you want to look for them, uh, and I think we should you know being doom and gloom all the time. Getting on the players' backs the minute they misplace a pass isn't going to do anyone good. We've got to stay with them and pull them through this, and then hopefully they'll give us something to cheer about as we move on through the season. Yeah, no, well, the, the both games that we mentioned look at carbon copies of each other. Uh, they really, you know, we, we, we played really well with attacking their goal, you know, 15 shots on target, uh, 15 shots against Bulls, I forget how many it was, Fulham. and then it's just a, a smashing grab, which we've done to many teams over the years, like, but. Where do you think that comes from? Why is it why do we look all get well we can't score but let's make sure we don't concede? Do you think that's just because it's like a we just caught all it on the counter attack? Do you think then you know, did that consider that concern about scoring a goal after you forget they've got to defend? Or do you think it's just bad luck? Yeah, I mean you could see the last twenty minutes against Wolves our stretch we got. But you know, if uh, if Sean Dye should have decided right, it's not happening for us today. Let's make sure we just we, you know we keep our shape, we don't concede, um, we don't go for the win, and make sure we get out of here for a point. Yeah, that that wouldn't have gone down well at all. So you know we took the risk of going more and more attacking. Um, he tried to make changes to affect it. It didn't, um, and ultimately. You know, I've seen a lot of people uh, questioning Pickford and Tarkovsky for, for the goal, and, and there may be the, the, the right to, but for me, it all fell down from it was Ashley Young. Um, yeah. It came to Ashley Young, he, he stepped in field, and there was no one within 20 yards for him. And he, for whatever, it wasn't a difficult ball to control or anything like that. And for some reason, he had a mad hack at the ball with his right foot, which, you know, scuffed it to the halfway line, shifted outside to Neto. He then squares him at one on one, puts the ball in, guy heads it. You know, for you know, Ashley Young's been brought in because he's a player who's played at the highest level, experienced, thirty eight years old. He shouldn't be doing that at that stage of the game. All he needs to do is put no. his foot on the ball 
and we don't concede that goal. And then, yeah, you can say you've got to get tighter to net. Oh, I agree. Um, but then once he puts the ball in, you know, you'd expect Tark- Tarkovsky to make it more difficult for the guy. But the guy's six foot, what is he, six foot seven? Yeah. If he gets a quality ball into the box, it is going to be, whilst I think Tarkovsky could have done more, it's always going to be difficult for him to, you know, to, to stop a guy that. But if Ashley Young just does his job that he's meant to do, then none of that happens. I think that's my that was my biggest frustration is and even against Aston Villa, the two fullbacks seem to be so exposed all the time. Like yeah. I know them whether he likes them playing compact and together, but do you just let crosses come into the box? Or Luca Dean, I think, had about six crosses in the first twenty minutes. Um I know Wolves made a change. I think it was a force change with the lad going off injured, um, and then they brought their left back on. But even that, as soon as he got a bit of room, there was no like get out to him, stop the cross. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they got the disallowed goal come from young side. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you'd say to, if maybe Dice has, listen, I'm not, I don't know what Dice has said to them, but as you've just said, actually, young, experienced player, in, in and he's played a, a good while now, a, a fullback, stopped the cross. You've just had a sick, if I'm, a, if I'm talking off school, Pickford, and I've just seen this fellow come on, he looks like something off Space Jam, one of them monsters. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you'd say to him, wouldn't you? You'd say to your fullback, don't let the ball come in, <coughs> stop, stop the cross. You know, if he beats you, if you if you try to stop the cross and the winger beats you, then it is what it is. He's got to yeah. then drive into the box. But it was just so easy. That Neto just sort of like, we picked his head up, looked, always me big Peter Crouch yeah, centre forward, I'll put it round his head. And that, kid, that lad didn't have to do anything. And then, you know, no, he scored no. the goal. No, it was, it, it was a poor goal to concede because, like I say... <laughs> They kind of hit us on the counter a little bit, but then we won the ball back, and then instead of everyone getting back into the shapes they were trying to do, we they then turned around to go back the other way, and Ashley Young just has this wild hack at it, and yeah, for me that's where you know that's really basic stuff that you know there's three really basic things that you got to do there. Tarkovsky's got to do everything he can to make it difficult for the lad. He doesn't do enough there. Young's yeah. got to get tired, and Young's got to put his foot on the ball before then. But again, you know, we are getting punished for every little mistake that we make, and you know, but that's think, that's how it is when we're down there. Do you think that one? Do you think that's down to the player? Like, listen, we've just been talking about how young, how, how experienced he is, and stuff like that. But do you think that's an instruction from the manager of keep it sort of compact? You know, when 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 the Wolves or Fulham have the ball, get in tight. You know. I think they, they call it the square, don't they, or the blanket or something where the the, the four yeah. of them are sorted together inside the eighteen yard box. Do you think that's a tactic yeah. of it, tactic of him, or do you think that's just naivety for Young to go quite across the ball? No, it, it, I mean Sean Dice. I've watched one of his coaching uh, videos that he did actually when we put him as manager. And he does. He likes to have his four tight so they can slide. So then basically. Because normally when the ball gets switched out wide, then you've got your fullback's got time to get out to him. So yeah. and then yeah, you you know, say so he goes to the left, your left centre back slides over, right does, and then your right back comes in and then basically then creates like three centre halves in the box with your your full back who's gone out to close them. Um so it from starting position it's definitely a dice tactic, but I still think he wants you to, to get closer to him and make it difficult to, to get the crossing. But you know, Neto, you know, Neto's a he's a he's a good player. He, Drops his shoulder, creates half a yard, and that's all he needed to. And he, and he put it on a plate for the lad, didn't he? So, 
Yeah, he didn't have to do much, the lad. But listen, he done something that we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, which we did. Yeah, ruled out. But it just looked like we were terrified. Now it just looked like you know Decore had a couple of chances. Um, I think Dan Juma had a couple of chances where you know he squared up. It was one where he could have squared them, put it across the keeper. Um, there was just a couple of like rash, just thrown like a nana and Keane. They just sort of looked at each other, let the ball bounce in the area. It just it looks like need none of them want to shoot just in case it goes over or wide. And they're like, oh, it, do, do you think it's just you look terrified on you just can't finish the, the dinner? Yeah, both, mate. Like, I mean, there's no natural goal scorers out there on, on Saturday. I mean, Dan Juma. No. Was the closest we've got, but again, he's not a number nine. Um, and you know, like I say, effort wise, I thought it was there. I thought there were some good patterns of play as well. But yeah, it just comes down to confidence. If you if you don't if when you don't believe in yourself, you look terrified when you get in those positions because yeah. there's just no faith there. So, but you know, like I say, bringing one or two new signings. You know, if this Beto goes out and scores two on his debut. All of a sudden, the whole team believes that if they do their jobs right, they're capable of getting something out of the game. Whereas at the moment, they're thinking, I could do everything perfect, and the best we're going to get is a nil nil because we ain't going to fucking score. Mm. So, you know, um, they need some confidence in them, but they're the only ones who can create that. No one can give it to them. They've got to go out there and create it themselves. Yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to touch on something uh, before I go into a couple of players' performances. <sighs> I don't know, I don't know that you noticed this, but why was Ashley Young carrying on taking them corners? Like, I think that Saar just kept catching every single ball. I mean, yeah. I had loads of corners. We, we, I think we had two in the bounce where he caught. He had a free kick by Dice and he whipped that in, he caught that. And I'm just thinking, you could hear it in the crowd of, get off them. Now, <laughs> I don't know whether that's down to, that down to a senior, he's a senior player, he's taking them. That's who Dice's corner taking is. But I always had this impression of, James Garner was just like James Wall Prowse sort of thing, dead ball specialist. Is that should talk off to Gavin Young and go and come off them? He's caught everyone. It's like catching practice for that keeper. Come off them now, give the kids a go. Or is that just like a keep plucking away sort of thing? No, I think I think a little bit is. I mean, obviously some of it is down to Ashley Young, but I also think because he, he did, he caught. I'd say he caught at least four, probably five throughout the entire game. But when you look where he caught him, if he's catching them like in like the front post or the first couple of meters of his or first couple of yards of his goal, you'd say, yeah, that maybe is a poor delivery. So he's hitting the front man. Yeah. But when the keep when the keeper's the keeper's catching it like toward like you know from the middle of his goal towards his back post, then the ball's been put into a decent area. But we're you know it's that it's it's up to the it's up to the attackers to be making it difficult for him to come through and claim that ball. It's up to them to be attacking the ball better because yeah. if it reaches that point, then you know it's beat the first man. There's, there's time for people to attack it. So I think it's probably a tactic for that Everton have worked on, which just didn't quite come right. And yeah, I mean, I would like to have seen James Garner or some variety in the corners that we were taking, but I don't think it all falls on Ashley Young. I think that's just it, it's to do with the people in the box attacking the ball. Definitely as well. It should come to me, Jeff. Because what happened against Fulham, where obviously Tokovsky stood, Leno's gone over him, and then Michael Keane's put the ball in the net. Do you think they're a bit wary of that now, of like attacking the goalkeeper? Because then obviously Anana uh, with Wolves the following night, uh, following night to the Fulham yeah, game, yeah. sorry. Do you think they're a bit like, well, we can't touch the goalkeeper because 
it'll just be a foul. So we've got to sort of hope he doesn't come for it and it lands on our head. It might be a case of that, we don't know. Um, so hopefully, you know, if he keeps taking them, one of them's going to land on an Arna's head and it's going to go in. Yeah, I mean, hopefully someone else would like, like I said, I'd like to see Garner on them. But also, hopefully if we bring a creative wide player in or midfielder in over the next few days, hopefully they could take a set of pieces as well. Yeah, 100%. We're just going to talk about a couple of the lads that started, young lads. Now, listen, we spent all last week talking that Michael Keane couldn't start. It was you know, the end of the world sort of thing if he did. And that's obviously an over-exaggeration, but it felt like it. Um, <laughs> but we got our wish in Jared Branthwaite. He started at 2 o'clock. I, thought I was on County Road and you can see everyone outside waiting to get signal. Um, and it come through that Jared Branthwaite started. And also... And Lewis Dobbin, <coughs> I don't think either of them put a foot wrong. I know people go about Lewis Dobbin and he was losing the ball, but he, he was trying, wasn't he? He'd get the ball, he'd spin. That Nelson, yeah. that Nelson Semedo was played at Barcelona. He played at a decent level, that fella. You know, that's no just that's no ordinary right back. Um, yeah. So I, I think we've got to... I, I just thought he played well. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, no, I, I was really impressed with Brantway. He looks like he's got a lot of time on the ball. He could tell his positioning is very good. Um, just a couple of times he switches off, but you get that with young young defenders, and just hope he doesn't it doesn't cost you too much. Um, but no, I was really impressed by Dobbin. The only criticism that you can have of, of Dobbin is that there's a couple of times where he got into really good positions and he was a bit like a deer in the headlights, and you know, kind of rushed his final pass or his final shot. Um, yeah. But again, you know, he's, he's a he's a lad who wasn't an automatic starter for Derby three or four months ago. So, but in terms of um, his directness and the way that he, he he reminds me a bit of how Stephen Pienaar used to be, but with more pace. Stephen Pienaar used to use his body brilliantly to roll defenders, and he could drop his shoulder, not touch the ball, but make the defender move out the way and let the ball do yeah. the work. He was so good at that, and Dobbin did that quite a few times the way that he looked as if he was going to go move the ball, but just change his body position, let the ball run, spin around and get onto it. Um, and I think he's the kind of player that Everton fans like, you know, he's direct, no nonsense, puts a shift in, put, you know, again, another player in money off a little bit, the way he put in about was James Bourne. Like James Bourne was one of those when he burst into the team, he never let any players settle, none of the defenders settle. He was always no. chasing Harry and right in the face. Um and I think I think Lewis Dobby should be really proud of the performance he, he put in. Obviously, going forward, you want to see him mature just in his, his selection that he makes in the final third. But that's you know that's something that you can only get with time and experience. Yeah, I, to be honest, I thought Jared Brady was our man of the match. Um, I know people go, "Well, we got beat one 0 but couldn't give it to an attacking player, could I?" Um, I just thought he, I, I, I just he was great. He looked he looked like everything we've been waiting for. Especially, I think as well when. It was, it was in the team. I think all of us were a bit like, just lad, that's a stinker, yeah. We're knackered, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where do we go from there? But he didn't. He stood up. He looked like a player who'd just been at PSV. Um, I think if we'd have signed this lad for 10, 15 million quid, we'd have all gone, oh, what a bargain. Yeah. So I think the fact that, you know, he's come for next to nothing is even more. And we talk off to you next to him. I've seen a few people say, Talk about she's game slipped. I think Michael Keane's made that. Sorry to go on about Michael Keane, but I do. That's just my sort of explanation why I think he's game slipped. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think we'll get see the better of Jared Brinkley the more he plays, 
or do you think he'll he'll, he'll be like every now and then now? No, I, I hope I hope they stick with him and and keep playing him. But how old is he? Twenty twenty one. You know, in 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 for a centre half that's young. Like you don't you know you don't get a lot of centre halves get trusted with that position at that age because it requires so much concentration. They tend to kind of either be get converted from other positions or come through late. I mean, John Terry didn't come through till he was twenty two, twenty three at Chelsea. You know, mm-hmm. he's a prime example of you know players of that age you don't see like you know they tend to play like I say left back right back even holding midfield and then grow into that position so you know uh, he's he's got a lot of promise and I think but you just got to bear in mind that he's young and with that he will make a few mistakes this season but as long as his head doesn't go down and he comes back stronger, then we're going to be absolutely fine and I did think I thought Tarkovsky had had a poorish game on Saturday I'm not going to make loads of excuses for him, but you know he's been playing left centre half for mo- like most of his career, and obviously yeah, yeah. we asked him to move over to the right, um, which I thought was the right idea because Bramfleet's one more comfortable on the left. But then you've got experience on paper; it looks like you've got the experience of Young and obviously Bramfleet, and then on the other side you've got the experience of Tarkovsky with Patterson. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it didn't. Obviously, I don't think it was his finest game on on Saturday, but I don't think he was as bad as some of the things I've read on Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah, don't read Twitter. Um, <laughs> so I just I'll get you mad at the match then. Um, I know we seen Chimiti when he come on, he showed promising signs and he sort of like put himself about a bit. But I think you can expect that from you know a lad making his debut at Goodison. I don't think he was ever going to come on and start walking around the pitch. But he did. He looked all right. It's like he, you know, he held the ball up a couple of times. He just looked young. He just looked like yeah. He, he was ready to run run around for ninety minutes. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it is when he came on, I thought for the first, and it wasn't long, maybe three or five minutes. Like they kind of they they, they got into him a little bit, and I expect Evan to do the same if it was a, a young lad from a foreign country who came on for the other team. And it, but he didn't instead of like shying away, he thought right, it's like that, is it? And he gave, mm-hmm. and then he, he went back and gave as good as he got. Uh, another thing that really impressed me as well is that there was um, maybe been on for about 10 or 15 minutes. I can't remember it was who played the ball. It might have been Young. But anyway, they, they played the ball up to him and they tried to, to hit him in the air. And anyway, I think he's won a flick on, but it's not gone anywhere. And he's absolutely shouted at him and said, no, into my chest. Like, and he's, he wasn't afraid to tell him. And, yeah. you know, somebody like, he wasn't afraid to say where he wanted the ball and too. Obviously, if he's somebody who believes he can like drop off a, a defender and he's comfortable and confident that he can get it down on his chest and bring people into play, then it gives you a lot more chance of building from that than in winning a, a header. So, so yeah, I thought there was, you know, he is, he is young, he is raw, but there was definitely signs there that you could see that whilst I don't expect it to be a starter in the majority of our games this season, if he can offer you something off the bench then and, and continue his development, then yeah, happy days. Yeah, happy days, Bill. I'll just get you I'll just finish on the Wolves game by getting your your man of the match. Um I know it's obviously it's difficult to pick when you get people. He's the only one that stood out for you. I like, you know what he's a he was a massive positive. Yeah, Decorah I thought I don't I, I think Decorah can be really, really proud of his be really proud of his performance. Like he, he didn't stop running from the first minute until the final, final minute. Um, I thought he used the ball well. He was really aggressive. Uh, he could really set a good tempo for us. 
And, you know, he was probably a toenail offside. But the way he took his goal was fantastic. The way he, he dragged it from behind him with his right foot onto his left foot, struck it into the bottom corner. You know, he deserved to be... A, I thought he deserved to be a match winner on Saturday. I thought it would have capped off a... Especially first half, I thought he was... I thought he was absolutely outstanding uh, in the first half. Second second half, maybe not quite so much. But, um, yeah, he, he didn't deserve to be on the losing side on Saturday. No. No, he didn't. And hopefully he won't be this on, on this Saturday. Um, now, there's a bit of transfer news, some really good transfer news, that Everton have actually signed a striker. Now, he made his debut on Saturday. He come on, he, he come on I think, in about the 18th minute or something like that. Michael Keane. I thought he looked all right up front. 12 or 10, yeah, yeah. we've... Uh, We've signed Beto, who know listen, we've been linked with this lad for months. It was January, I think we got linked with him wearing and yeah. So the, the link happened in January and then it went away happened like everything else in January. Um and this summer hasn't really seen anything and the next minute it was link and it was done. Now yeah. is this it? Is this the signing we've been waiting for? Listen, we haven't seen him kick a ball yet, but this has obviously got to be the striker that comes in. And and sort of galvanizes the team. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I'm really excited by this one, Jay. He's um he's a big, strong, tall man, but he's quick as well. Um, yeah. you know, for six foot four, he, he he moves at a good pace, similar to what Calvert Lewin does. Because you know Calvert Lewin's quite sharp as well. Um, could be quite an explosive uh, player. Um, he's a good finisher. I wouldn't say he's the most natural finisher in the in the world, but he's certainly a, a very good finisher. Um. And he's like, you know, watching his interview today, he, he seems to be absolutely made up that he's that he's at Everton Football Club, which, you know, helps as well. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen a, a few people like Winge, as they like to do on Twitter, that, well, well, you know, he averages a goal every three games. Which, yeah, true. I take that at the moment compared to anything else that we've got for a start. But I also think we're buying a player who's very much on the up curve. Like, I don't think we're buying a player who's hit his full potential. So, no. I think he's at a really good age now where, you know, he's not a young project player. He's already a very good player. He can go on to be a really, really, really top player. So, yeah, it's one of the most exciting signings I think we've made in, in probably since James Rodriguez for me. Wow, happy days. Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a humble story, isn't it, from, from him, that he started working in KFC and uh, he used to try and, like, get to football and stuff like that and, yeah, from that, the that chicken was, wings to the left wing, yeah. mate. That's, what, that's yeah. quite a journey, isn't it? Yeah, to the Premier League, yeah. So, I just think them humble beginnings, them humble startings, they make a footballer as well, and they, them sort of players shoot Everton because it's like, he knows what it means. You know, he'll never take anything for granted. He'll never take sort of certain things for granted. He'll always give... I think he's like a bit of a Moise fan, and Moise used to do that. He'd find a, a player who come through the ranks or come through the leagues that absolutely loved playing for Everton because it was the biggest thing they're ever going to do. Um, so I'm hoping that's what we sort of see about him. And and the fact, as you said before, he's an Evertonian. That video of him wearing the, uh, <laughs> the Everton shirt of when he was in college. And he's he's explained it as well, by the way. This is just something yeah. that he's had on. He's had to, he has actually explained that he did support Everton because of Lukaku and he went through them all. I was surprised and he was like, oh, well, I asked Jack yeah. Coleman Beans. I was like, yeah, he, he, I, I mean, I judged him a little bit for saying we had a lot of top players and he named Ross Barkley. But other than that, mate, he was spot on. So. Yeah. 
You could have been playing with Ross Barkley, by the way. That was very yeah. close. But, yeah, well, listen, if the, show, if the window was to shut tomorrow, we've got our striker, what we've been asking for. Do, who do we need? What's more? What, what's left? We've, don't forget, we've got Harrison that's come in. We've had Young that's come in, who I still think looks like a good signing. Uh, you know, Chimity, stuff like that. So, I, mean, I don't know if I'm missing anyone there. I don't think I am. Uh, Dan Juma uh, Dan as Juma, well. Yeah. yeah, so is that not a bad window or just still think there's a couple of things to be done? Um, I'd say like another centre-half. Um, I'd like some more yeah. pace in the team uh, from a, a wide position. Whilst, you know, I'm, I, I think with McNeil, Harrison, Dan Juma, you know, Dobbin, those are good options. But I would, I'd like to see... A slightly more experienced player than Dobbin with some pace um, to play on the wings, and I do. I think we need somebody. I know James Garner. You know, as we mentioned earlier on, he's playing out of position on the right wing. I know that he can move inside and get on his foot on the ball, but I'd like to see some someone who can play a bit further up the, the pitch with creativity. And then if I was going to be really greedy, uh, I wouldn't mind some some cover at fullback um, either side, just because. I'm not convinced Mikolenko's a long-term answer for Everton. Ashley yeah. Young's obviously 38. Um, I don't think, again, don't mean it's been as bad as some people say, but I don't, he's certainly not set the world at fire at fullback. Uh, Patterson, I think, will come good, but he's certainly going through a bit of a tough time at the moment. And I think relying on, you know, Seamus Coleman at his age to be, you know, to come in and reproduce the form that he had six or seven years ago is not going to happen. So... Yeah, that's in a, and I, I don't think it's an impossibility that all those things would get done. But I think it, a, a lot of things would depend on people going out. Obviously, there's links of a Woby today, um, yeah. and I imagine, I imagine they're going to be quite happy for Michael Keane, Morpé, Gomez, Gabamin. I think they'd be quite happy for those to go as well. So if that was the case, and somebody comes in for them, then hopefully we've done some good scouting. We've got some good contacts and we've got things in a position that we can move on quite quickly if the funds become available to do so. Yeah, 100% mate. I'll, uh, just for anyone listening, off camera will remind Andy that this is an Everton podcast and we've got no money. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just, <laughs> think you just signed half the world. Mate, we, do, we just spent we just spent £26 million today, mate. You know, I mean, I don't think we've paid a penny of that yet, but, you know, if we could do it with one transfer, let's go and buy another five players and agree that to was pay the... for them in the year 2057. Happy days. <laughs> Beto's on the drip. That's what that is. But yeah. you need, you know, you're right, though. Why not? Why, you know, Chelsea have done it. Why can't we? It's a bit of shrewd business, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's, you know, you know, Kevin Talwell's coming for his criticism, but... That's a good bit of business that you're getting a centre forward now and not paying until next year. Now, we don't know where we are next year, but next year we might go, wow, you know, yeah, what a bit of business. It's just me just putting, like, again, with an optimistic and hopeful hat on, I think yeah. the money. I think the money's there for us to make one more signing and the rest would be a case of a one-in-one-out situation. But, you yeah. know, when you come to the last... I mean, like Andre Gomez... Like he was fantastic for Lille last season in uh, in Ligue 1 in France, so I'd be surprised if people aren't interested in him uh, abroad in the next few days. Uh, yeah. Not too sure Gabamin, but by the, by all accounts, he had a half decent season away last season as well. And you know, whilst if anyone wants more pay, yeah, Demari Gray's moving on, Alex Awobi. So yeah. if the money does come in, uh, like I say, hopefully. Kevin Farwell's got things in place that he can move on quite quickly. 
Yeah, I think it's the I was saying this to Paul at the end, like and if you're Neil Mopai and you're sat there on Saturday and he brings on Tom Cannon and Michael Keynes go up front, you know, don't you? You go straight down yeah. the tunnel, you ring your agent and go, get me out of here. Um yeah. and let him go. You know, whatever. It's that I'm not saying that isn't like I hate him, I just that's how low he's ranked, so it's let's get money for him while he's still here until the window shuts. Um, yeah, and if you, if you don't get money for him, if you get, you know, if somebody says, right, we'll give one and a half million quid to second foot year and pay for his wages, and you can go and do a similar deal, because, you know, we've got one domestic and one international loan left, so if we use that money to go and do something similar elsewhere, then it's probably best for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Well, I'll just get your opinion on one player that you just mentioned before is heavily linked today of leaving. Um, Alex Wolby now a few I think it was Fulham that will link with him I've heard in the, over the summer Crystal Palace have also been linked with him and stuff like that so would you let Alex Wolby go like he's got one year left on his deal he hasn't signed a new deal which is that down to a Wolby is that down to the club we don't know Um, but would you let Joe Rice Alex this is it now it's you know time's time yeah I think it probably is the best time for him to go on and it's not because I think he's proved in the last 18 months that he's a he's a decent Premier League footballer. Um, yeah. He's had he's some very good games for Everton. Um, but I don't think, you know, I think his best position is to be more central uh, than out wide. And I don't think that's where Sean Dyche will play him. I don't think Sean Dyche has played him there. Um, and, you know, again, he's not someone who I'm desperate to see leave the club. Like, you know, he's won a lot of fans round or, or at least we accept the fact that you know, he, for the first couple of years, he looks a complete waste of money. Um, I think he has yeah. won a bit of favour back, but you know, he's a he's a player that you could probably command a decent fee for. I presume we'll be looking for in the region of twelve to fifty million, twelve to fifteen million. One year left on his contract. If we get that kind of money, then yeah, you let him go and you reinvest it because we don't want another player who we've paid fortunes for walking away from the club for free. No, I think that's been that has just killed us over the last few years. Like, um, but we do it all over again tomorrow at Doncaster Rovers. They say bottom of the football league, so why wouldn't you want to play Everton? Um, no, and listen, there's not much we can. Do. I don't know anything about Doncaster. No, no disrespect. I don't watch them, so I wouldn't be able to sit here and go look out for this player, look out for that player. I'm just going to talk about Everton. So, do you think he goes for this? Dice tomorrow, or do you think he will tweak it a little bit and go? Or what would you do? Would you go for it? Would you tweak it with a couple of maybe a couple of Michalenkos, Dobbins, um, them type of players? Committee maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see if Beto was registered in time. I'm not seeing anything. I don't know if you have Jay. I know that. I know that we revealed him at two o'clock. But as long as we register him before 12, which I, there's every chance that we, we may very well have done, I would actually like to see him start. I know it's at Doncaster League Cup, but I'd like to just see him get 60 minutes in his legs uh, yeah. before Saturday. Um, and I, would, I, I wouldn't make wholesale changes. I wouldn't, you know, at the end of the day, we need to be working on playing together and we can't take anyone for granted at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And if you can score some goals, that's, you know, like we were talking about before, Jay, about... No one's going to give them confidence. They've got to go and create it for themselves. This is an opportunity to. But I think there are, you know, just players, players there that need minutes like Mikolenko, very good one that you mentioned there. Um, I'd certainly like to see Branthwaite uh, keep his place. Um, yeah. Maybe Gomez, uh, someone like that. Yeah, but he, he's had a knock, hasn't he? he? wasn't on the on the bench at the weekend, so it all depends on how he is. 
Uh, I wouldn't mind. I think Virginia will get a game uh, yeah. instead of Pickford. Um, but, you know, when you look at that bench, th- there isn't an awful lot we can do to freshen it up, to be honest. Um, you know, the, 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 the squad's very thin. Um, and I, I know when we signed Jack Harrison, he was, you know, they said he was three weeks away. Well, two weeks into that, come, come the weekend, so what, 10 days into it tomorrow. But I know he was back on the grass, wasn't he, in the middle of the last week. So I don't know if he, you know, it might be a case where he might be able to play 20 minutes towards the end, which, you know, and then if he comes through, that be available for the weekend. So, yeah, um, on, the, on the bench, yeah. Yeah. So if he, if, if, you know, if he's in a position to get some minutes, I'd like to see him involved. Um, but yeah, other than that, mate, Virginia and Mikolenko, I can't think of too many more that uh, we can actually bring in. No, no. Well, I think he liked the likes of Neil Mopai and stuff like that, maybe to give him a bit of confidence. But, you know, if you're bringing on Chimiti, Tom Cannon and Michael Keane, but if you're bringing them two centre-forwards on before them, they've got to sort of be in your planning before him tomorrow. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm, st- I'm pretty sure Tom Cannon is... Um, it's going to go before the end of the window on loan somewhere. I, I yeah, think. I imagine so. I think. I think now they've got better over the line. I think they were keeping it. I think the idea was is that we're going to keep him. There's a lot of Championship clubs that want him and are desperate for a striker. So I think he'll probably. I don't think he'll be involved tomorrow because I imagine he'll be sorting out a transfer somewhere. To be fair. Yeah, probably. Well, uh, to be honest, I'm was going to get you to do a lineup, but I don't even think John Dice probably knows it. So you can if you, you can if you want if you can sort of what would you play? Uh, well, I, th- I think I think they'll rest Pickford. So Virginia, they'll rest Young, who's thirty eight as a lad. Mikolenko, I'd keep Brand Brandway and Tarkovsky together. I think it's important for them to you know for me they're our best two centre backs at the club at this moment in time. Let them form a, a partnership. Uh, I'd like to, again Nathan Patterson try and give him some confidence. Um, Rest Garner. Um, so maybe you might see Onyango come in. Um, yeah. who, I know he didn't get a lot of time when he went on loan to Forest Green last season. Um, so maybe Onyango, Anana, play Garner inside, give the Corre a bit of a rest as well. Again, uh, get some more minutes into Danjuma, Dobbin, and Beto. There you go. That's what I'm going for, mate. Um, no, it's got to be enough to beat them, surely. No, again, no disrespect for Doncaster, but it has, hasn't it? If you can't, if we don't sc- listen, if we don't score against them, then there's going to be absolute serious questions asked. And it, I'm not saying we will, by the way, because it's Everton, and you know we'll, we'll probably score, but it'll be a penalty or something. Um, but it's just about getting through tomorrow, isn't it? It's just about minutes in the legs and just making sure we're in the ass in the next round. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. I mean, ideally, you know. Just if the lads can get get the ball in the back of the net, get a bit of confidence, like you say, in the in the draw for the next round. Happy days. Because I think that'll be the most celebrated goal in the League Cup tomorrow. If we oh, score, mate. yeah, be mate, be absolute scenes in my front room. I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Doncaster fans will probably look over the way and the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, I wish I was travelling over tomorrow. I've, I've, it's been a while since I've managed to get a ticket in the away end of Everton. And it's one of the best things you can do in your life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, um, Andy, no, thanks very much for joining me. And obviously, next week, well, through the week, we're going to be, we'll, we'll touch on Doncaster and hopefully we talk about a win this time. Um, and then we'll talk about the Sheffield United game and how big that is and what we can expect from there. Maybe a couple of new signings, maybe a couple of outgoings and stuff like that. So, 
Hooker yeah, I mean, if, um, yeah, you'd like to think even there's a couple through the door or there's going to be some strong links with some players uh, by the yeah. time we next get together, mate. So, yeah, touch wood, buddy. Yeah, 100%. But uh, as always, mate, up the toffees. Yeah, up the fucking toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.